0: Hello, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Deinfluenced. De-influenced. <laughs> I'm back here with Jordan and you guys. Hello. <sighs> I had the most magical night of my life.
1: Yeah, you did. You came home at 1 a.m. Friday night and Sunday night.
0: And Sunday night, which really set off my weekend. Like on Saturday, I was so exhausted, but it was so worth it. I went to Taylor Swift.
1: Dose times.
0: Two times. So. Um, first of all, disclaimer, like just the most amazing show, you know, I heard from this from this tour. So her net worth right now is like 600 million, like 500 million ish, you know, wow, something like that from this tour, they're thinking that she could make like another 600 million. What? Yeah. Like double her. I read that
1: she was the, uh, first person to ever sell out three shows at the Cowboys stadium.
0: Yes. Insane I mean and these tickets were pretty hard to get so I got really easy on the day that the tickets came out I was you know put in the queue and You know I could buy six tickets max so I got them a lot of people had a, lo- a really hard time with Ticketmaster. Yeah, so what happened though for my first night that I went on Friday night? This was like such a fluky thing so I always had the Sunday night tickets You know I had six tickets and I invited some of my girlfriends but for Friday night I had a friend from college Reached out to me. Her parents own a box at the Cowboys Stadium. Right. And they didn't want to sell it to just like anyone. So she randomly like DM'd me on Instagram. I was like, Hey, like, my parents have this box. She lives in Australia now. <laughs> Pretty cool. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. And she's like, My parents have this box. They're not gonna use it. They want would you want it? And I was like, Absolutely. Didn't even ask how much it cost. So I was like, yes, yeah," but it was perfect. Cause then we invited like the Divi team, the Danny Austin team. And then I had yeah. a couple of, of extra tickets for my, for a few friends. Oh my gosh. No, let me just say though. So going to a concert in a box is like an experience. It's pretty cool. Like I've only been in a suite for, ex- you know, concerts and experiences a couple right. times. Um, cause like typically growing up, you know, we'd get like the nosebleeds. So, you know, it's a, a really nice experience because you like order food and you can sit down and relax but when you are on the floor at a concert like taylor swift
1: <laughs> like on me, sunday
0: like on sunday yeah. oh my gosh like you cannot beat that experience we were so close to taylor you could see all of her costumes you could see like all her man that girl is dancing like i feel like she like has gotten really good at dancing yeah like she's a good dancer um we had the best time. Like I'm one. I, we have to do it again.
1: Oh, absolutely. I want
0: everyone to go. Were,
1: were there a lot of like husbands or boyfriends there, or was it mostly just all females?
0: There were some husbands and boyfriends. There's a lot of dudes that love Taylor.
1: Oh, I mean, I yeah. I mean, our friend Matthew went. Yeah.
0: No, it's <laughs> like, she's amazing. Um, so many like uh, what do you call it? uh, costume changes. Yeah. Backup dancers routine she like one of her songs vigilante uh-huh. s-h-i-t um she's like gets sexy i was like dang taylor <laughs> oh my gosh like she's really yeah i mean
1: goes without saying like i think that someone who can create that type of fandom like she is a hard worker mm-hmm. she deserves all the respect in the world like she is crazy. you know
0: and she throws those looks like <gasps> oh me yeah oh you're cheering for me but like it's gotten to the point where we're all all like yeah taylor you just eat it up like you just eat that up like she (laughs) is so smart i don't care if you like her music or not that girl's a genius
1: yeah well another big thing happened this weekend is you taught stella to swim
0: well with a floaty yeah but like i mean (laughs) she's kicking with her arms and stuff yeah she uh you know that's one of those things where as a parent You just kind of got to drop them, see what happens.
1: Yeah. No, I I looked out the window when you were swimming with her this weekend. It was actually really sweet because you were like hugging her and holding her. And Mm -hmm. I could tell I was like, is Danny giving her a pep talk? Like what's happening? And then I looked back out again and then she was like, (laughs) daddy, daddy. And it was because she was swimming on her own. And so what what did you tell her?
0: So she was really scared at first. She's kind of scared of the water, but she had her floaties on. So she was like clinging on to me for dear life. And I kept telling her, Stella, I'm right here, I'm right here stella can do it by herself stella can do it you know and so she then loves to hear that. yeah and then so i just dropped i just like let go over and she was floating you know with her floating and she's like screaming crying mommy mommy hold me and i'm like stella look around stella's doing it by herself and then she just started like dying laughing yeah
1: and now she like doesn't want to be touched she's like she's like she's i want to do bye. it on my own yeah
0: so so, cu- so cute what did you do this weekend i mean you left me with both the babies on saturday which was So exhausting like love it and wouldn't have it any other way, but just because like I love it doesn't mean it's not hard
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I went paintballing this weekend But honestly, I've been spending most of my time like getting ready for this hair vitamin launch with Divi Mm. I'm so excited for it. So excited. I mean, it's so good. blood, sweat, and tears have been poured into this product mm-hmm. and uh, it's so much coordination. I mean, Divi's a pretty large team now. And so like just getting everything like perfect for the launch. Yeah. Uh, and then of course you always like get these like text messages randomly that are like, Oh, we might have to delay a couple days or like the product I might know. be in. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So
0: yeah. my favorite thing about the launch, um, is we made this graph of the Divi hair vitamin like all the ingredients mm-hmm. everything that it has everything that it doesn't have um and then compared it to all the competitors and it's just better than anything out there. Cause like you know how I am. I'm like, I'm not gonna launch something unless it's the best. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna put my name on it, it's gotta be the number one. And so I'm just I'm feeling really good no, about it that. Truly, like, it's it truly is.
1: Like it it is like, I mean, there's no better science or tech on the market than this vitamin. And I'm not just saying that because we own it. I'm just saying like we we really poured a lot into it.
0: I'm so excited. We also saw goey last week, my grandma, she's 95, and we put turf in her backyard. And you know like i'm trying to have like this sweet moment because my grandma's backyard is like falling apart you know she has this deck and it's just like totally like moldy and rotting and so we put the turf in there i'm trying to have like a sweet moment you know to see the turf and my mom's like out there like blowing you know going wild on the (laughs) cleaning up the backyard and like mom can we just like for one minute but it was really sweet we went over there hung out that was the day before my mom actually just got a, a neck lift but dr mike my mom just got a neck lift um she hasn't shared on stories yet because she's like healing and then she got a lower facelift so like not the eyes um and she had like fat transfer dr mike did all of it um so she keeps calling me (laughs) because she's like on this medication and she won't stop calling me like hi Danny, let's go to italy let's go to Positano I'm like okay well what do I do with my two babies and my husband she's like just me and you let's go to Italy I'm like mom you need to lay down
1: I heard uh bits and pieces of this conversation but she was like Danny you should really get a boob job she was like the guys will like really pay attention to you and you go mom like I'm married with two kids like I don't need guys to pay attention to me
0: she goes no she's like Danny you'll get so much more attention I'm like Mom, I don't want attention from guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? She was like, yeah, no.
1: I was mildly offended by that, but it's okay. No, fun I'll fact my
0: mom offered me a boob job when I was like, when I graduated high school before going into college, because like literally every female in my life has a boob job. Even, even Goey, my grandma, no 95, way. she had a like literally they all have boob jobs. And um, I denied it. I was like, Yeah, I'm good. I'll just say I never will.
1: Yeah. I mean We'll it, see. At this what point happens. it might be fun for the whole family. I'm not sure.
0: Ooh, because they're fun for the whole fam.
1: <laughs> um so today's episode. Yeah. On the heavier side.
0: have <laughs> kinda gone all over the place. Um, so we were gonna talk a little bit about mental health, postpartum, friendship, relationships, boundaries. Yeah. Just all like the more serious topics.
1: I think the goal with this is to keep it. Somewhat light, but it's pretty heavy topic. So, you know, just see what yeah. happens.
0: I mean, I don't want like anyone worrying about me. No, no. Like <laughs> like we're, I'm good. We're
1: fine. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> we're
0: fine. We were talking about that, how it's like whenever bloggers do a Q&A, the first question is always like, How are you doing? Really? Yeah. And then the bloggers are always like, Oh my God, thank you for asking. <laughs> this is how I'm actually doing. Um but no, honestly everything in life is great, but we will talk a little bit about things that we've gone through in the past. Yeah struggles that we've had in the past, um, things we've learned.
1: Maybe we should start with, like, postpartum?
0: I can talk about, like, my mental health journey.
1: Yeah, mental health postpartum Yeah, dream. so let me
0: give you guys, like, a little update about me. <laughs> so <laughs> I grew up in a household where, like, Mental health was not talked about at all. You yeah. know, therapy was embarrassing. And this is nothing to like brag on my parents for. I think it's honestly because of the way that they were raised too. It's like a generational yeah, it's a thing. Gener- Mine, it's we're not the same way. And my parents are cool with it now because it's so normal. But you know, back then it was like, oh, if you're going to therapy, like you don't tell anybody. Like that's embarrassing. Or medication was never an option. Like the only time we ever went to the doctor is like, if you're literally about to die, <laughs> like, yeah. and you need to go to the doctor. My mom was just like such a like, she's like, What's up, mom, from my big fat Greek, but just put some Windex on it. (laughs) Like, my mom was so like that. Um, And so, you know, I think I always had, like, pretty severe anxiety, but just, like, dealt with it in my own ways. Um, And honestly, that's just what I've done. I go for runs, I go for walks, and I've never had to take any medication. Well, after having Stella, um, was not ready for the postpartum shock. Yeah. Um, It was... It was quite shocking, and I would say, the biggest symptoms that I had that were kind of unique to my story, where, I mean, after I had Stella, I was sleeping like 11, 12 hours every night. You can ask Jordan, I'd go to bed, oh gosh, seven, yeah. and wake up the next day at 10. Right. And so I was so exhausted that I'd wake up, and I'd have the worst headache, and I would feel so exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I'd get up for a couple hours, I would chug like five cups of coffee. You remember, like yep. so much caffeine, and then just conk out again wouldn't even
1: make a dent
0: would not even make a dent i would pass out at 12 again and then i'd sleep for another hour i'd wake up at 1 you know i get on my stories do my thing get ready for the day just so exhausted i remember i, f- I felt like i couldn't even walk up the stairs okay right. and so not only that but my body feels really heavy and achy almost like you're sick couldn't look at the light pounding migraines and so you know this started to go on and so jordan was like where is my wife but you know she just went through this like big, you know, thing, having a baby. And so, you know, just gave me a lot of grace. So Jordan was one doing all the diapers, changing all the diapers, feeding the babies. You know, I was pumping and I had mastitis mastitis twice. I was like, I also had um, thrown out my back from pushing, remember, because the epidural, you can't feel anything. So I like, I literally tore, like threw my back out. So I was just like in bed feeling so guilty Because I felt like I couldn't do anything.
1: Well, the lines get really blurred, like, when you're recovering versus, like, when does it cross the line from recovering from having a child to postpartum, like, depression? So, like, what was the moment that you remember, like, you were like, hey, this is, like, depression. Like, this is, like, postpartum depression. Well,
0: so you don't know. If you've never had struggled with with depression, which I'm a pretty, like, hyperactive, like,
1: positive positive
0: person. Um, So if you don't know then you don't know. I would say the biggest thing for me was just feelings about how like, nothing, like what's the point of right. everything? Like literally I'm like, okay, we're all gonna die one day, like what's the point? Right. And then I would just lay in bed and think, man, I'm such a burden. Like I felt like I was a burden on everyone. Like they'd be better, I'd be, they would be happier if I just like disappeared, you yeah. know? And like, I'm just an issue. And so those type of thoughts really like started to like grow and grow and like just fester. And so it wasn't until I told you about those things that you were like, okay, I feel like this isn't normal.
1: Yeah, we kind of defined what we like now call like the doom state because it was kind of these, it it was more than sadness and it was more than, you know, uh, guilt. It was like this deeper level every single day, despite the circumstances, like you were feeling like this.
0: Do you remember I told you were like, some days you're like, okay, what do you want to do today? What, what would make you happy? I'm like, oh
1: my gosh, I was throwing the kitchen sink at the wall trying to I'm you like, know, fix this. Like that's what I wanted to do was fix it and I couldn't. You know? But I was
0: like, I was like, Jordan, you could literally hand me $5 million right here and I don't want. I There's nothing, I, there's nowhere I want to go. There's nothing I want to do. There's nothing I want to purchase. There's nothing that could make me happy in this moment. And
1: tell them the Tulum story.
0: Oh, okay. So this is
1: so. I mean, it's funny now, but it was like really hard at the moment.
0: So we're three months postpartum, and you know, on the outside looking in, everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that she's already losing, leaving her baby at home." <laughs> but uh, like, really, what going on was Jordan took me to, to to Tulum just to like cheer me up and you know go somewhere and kind of just feel like myself again. Right. Um, which this is before we knew that I w- had. Postpartum impression. This
1: was also before, like, okay, listen, it was like a romantic giveaway. It was around Valentine's Day. This is, do not take your girlfriends or wives on a romantic trip to Tulum. It is not a romantic Oh my gosh. There's so many thong bikinis. (laughs) We were offered
0: so many drugs. Jordan got his wallet stolen. That's a party. That's like Vegas on the beach. Like, it is a party place. Yeah. So,
1: miscalibration there. But anyway, continue story.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, postpartum. And I'm just like, yeah. Um, Anyway, so we, you know, it's gorgeous there. We had all these fun activities. We had a massage. We had, we stayed at a beautiful hotel. And I just remember being in the hotel room or like actually before we left for Tulum, I remember bawling, crying because I just didn't want to do anything. I was like, Tulum doesn't sound fun. Going and laying by the beach doesn't sound fun. Usually I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm so excited. And, um, but I was just dreading it. Like I dreaded every single day. And so You know, for me, I just want a disclaimer, like, I am, you know, every situation is unique to you. And I don't, I'm not somebody that's like, oh yeah, like go get on medication. And that's the answer to everything. Like, I really think that medication should be like your last resort. And if there are ways to work through anxiety, like I've never taken medication for anxiety necessarily. It was more like postpartum. but, But if there's ways to work through it without that, then I think that's great because sometimes being on a medication can be very harmful if it's like not the right medication. It can be really hard to get off of medication. So it's like if you can avoid it, then I think that's probably what I would have done. But there was like I was in a really bad place.
1: Yeah, I think what like made us kind of consider it was that, you know, it was like how long it lasted, you know, Mm -hmm. it was a very prolonged season, you know, it Mm -hmm. wasn't like, Oh, like we'll get over this. Yeah. And then also just the severity of it. Um, I was like, Hey, like this is beyond you and I, like, let's go talk to someone at this point. Um,
0: yeah. So like, how did it feel? What was it like for you watching me go through that?
1: Yeah. I mean, so we had Stella and then you also went through postpartum with Stratton too. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, for, for me, it was, it felt like two years of just this mixed season, yeah. right? <laughs> of, of just, you You're know, like, postpartum where's my wife? and, you know, I want you to kind of talk to this, but being on the internet every day where, you know, the Danny that people knew was very positive and lighthearted mm-hmm. and it, you know, I knew that you were kind of going through an internal battle of wanting to get back to that Danny, but yeah, not you, being yeah. there for so long. And so for me, it. It was really, really the postpartum era, uh, which we're like just now coming out of, I think, you know, was one of the hardest times of my life because I couldn't do anything. Like I can't fix it. Yeah. You know? and, and I'm, you know, you know me like a And married. Jordan's
0: such a fixer. He's like, what do you want? A trip to Tulum? What do you want? A new car? What do you want? like? He's yeah. trying so hard. I'm like, babe, there is nothing you could do for me in this moment that will get me out of this hole.
1: Yeah, and I, it taught me a lot about just, like, surrender and, like, what you can control, what you can't control, Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was hard.
0: It's just, it's so hard, and um, another thing that, you know, was unique to my postpartum experience, sometimes moms can have, like, these feelings towards their babies.
1: Yeah, you never had that.
0: Never had that, like, for me personally, it, in fact, the only thing I feel like actually helped was holding my babies and being with my babies um and I never got to the point where I was like I wish I wasn't a mom I know a lot of moms go through that like oh I wish I wasn't a mom right now I wish I would that was never for me but like I said it's different for everyone and so um I just think it's important to talk about because it's so it it's it can be kind of scary
1: tell maybe this is like kind of an interesting tangent is like tell them about your relationship with social media now kind of being outside of the postpartum phase versus like what it was like being on social media, struggling like that during that time.
0: Yeah. My relationship with social media now, I'm not going to lie. Like it's still, it's still hard. I think I struggled the most with social media with comparison. Like I not, not looking at other people's lives and being like, Oh, I wish I was doing that more. Like, um, I feel like why am, why am I not that successful or why aren't, my videos doing as well as her videos right. or why didn't I get that deal? Like it can feel like I look at it and I can feel discouraged and it's not like I'm competitive with a certain person. I've never really been competitive with like a certain person. It's always been myself. And then it can make me feel like I'm not good enough. And so yeah. then that puts me in like a downward spiral. Um And so it's just, I think it's just setting boundaries with social media and like not, consuming a lot of it like I feel like I get on I get on to like do my dms post and then I follow like you know my closest girls that I want to follow um but overall just getting like sucked into it it can just really make you feel like you're not good enough and it's that's like a really depressing place to be because like once again it's like okay what's the point if I trying my best and I'm trying my hardest and it's still not good enough why am I doing this at all
1: I'm gonna go out on a limb here
0: Mm -hmm.
1: when was the last time Like, what's the most recent example of you not feeling good enough?
0: Um, it's every day. (laughs) It's every day, bro. (laughs) I mean, I'm so hard on myself. Like, so hard on myself. Anything I do, I never feel like I've actually ever won, you know? Like, I've never, like, done something and been like, oh, I did it. Like, yay. And that's what our team gets so mad at me because they're like, Danny, you need to celebrate these, like, little wins. And I'm like, no, no, like on to the next one, on to the next yeah. one. And I think that's what makes some people really great. But it's also really sad when you're like that because then it's like you can never appreciate like what where you've come or the people that have helped you get there. I'm sure sometimes my team doesn't feel like they feel underappreciated, you know. Because yeah. I'm never like, good job, guys. I'm more like, okay, we did it. On to the next one.
1: No, you're – I think, and just to give you credit, I think you're good at, you know – telling our team good job you're just not good at telling yourself good job yeah and the hardest part about danny is that you know our entire family or myself you know can surround danny and like love and be like danny good job
0: good like it stop and like, you're like ooh,
1: stop. stop like like just like wait i, I I'm, I'm on to this next thing yeah. you know and so um have you ever considered doing like a social media fast I have feel we? like i, I don't I know i feel
0: like i would lose all my people isn't that sad we were talking oh. about this earlier i feel like Um, and this is just me being real and I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means and I have my issues and this is just me being honest. Like sometimes I'm scared if I get off social media, like people will forget about me. Yeah. And like, they'll just move on. And I feel like I, I love what I do so much that it scares me that like I could lose them.
1: Right. (laughs) No, I think a lot of creators struggle with this, um, because in so many ways it's like how the algorithm like works too like the yeah. algorithm like trains you to be like post every day at this time if you don't yeah. like you're done Show up every day you know every it's day. like it's a relevance machine and like the algorithm controls it and we're just on the hamster wheel of it but like deep down do you really believe that you've given 10 years to the internet how many days do you think it would take for people for you to lose your people
0: seven seven <laughs> Seven days. No, I'm dead serious, and I feel like if I made if I make one misstep, <laughs> I, I feel like they'll like be like done three with. Months. No, and to be honest, like this happens. Like I'll be okay. For example, I'll be um, like besties, best buds with someone in my DMs. We've been DMing for years, six years. Okay, and then I'll do something wrong. Like one day, I remember it was like oh I can't, it was a holiday or something. You know, okay. people had work off. And I made a comment about how I had to go in to work on like a holiday and people DM me or like replied and was like, wow, this is so, um, insensitive, insensitive. A lot of people have to work on holidays, like something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: And people just like turned on me and I'm like, dude, we've been like, you know, my character, like, you know, my heart. And we've been DMing for five or six years that all it took was like that one thing that I said, I was probably just taken out of context or maybe I right. was just being a drama queen that day. Like, I don't know. Um, and they they were gone. They're yeah. like, I have to unfollow you. This is so insensitive. And I'm like, but wait, we've been best buddies forever. So I, that happens to me and that's why I feel that way because yeah. it's, and I see how, um, like mean people can be like on social media. Cause a lot of people can be mean to me sometimes. And I'm like, it, I just feel like all it takes is like one little misstep. Yeah. So yeah, if I was gone for seven days, they'd move on to somebody else. I feel. I like. think
1: it's, I think it's like important for the audience to know. So maybe answer this question. Like what, how do you perceive your audience? Do you see them as like these bystanders that follow you? Do you see them as friends? Like, how do you, like, what is your relationship with your followers in your mind?
0: Um, they're just super normal people. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't see them as like.
1: But you like I have a lot of friends. doctors
0: that follow me, a lot of lawyers, like a lot of just like really sweet, cool people, like, and so I consider them like my peers almost. Yeah, you know, like when I was doing YouTube, I felt like my, my the people that watched me were like fans because they were so young, and they were like fangirly. My people that follow me, like when they meet me, they're like, hey, like what's up? Like, yeah, they're like, like I loved your reel on Saturday, like. See you around. But I
1: think that that's like why it's personal to you. I think that people probably think that, oh, you have 1.7 million followers. So like you're pretty detached if someone's like mean to you that day or something. But it's like, I think that what I have seen, you know, from the outside looking in with you is like you read every DM, you see every DM and everything's taken personally. (laughs) You probably shouldn't. Yeah, you probably shouldn't, right? But like everything is, you almost like treat the relationship on the internet like you would in real life. So if someone comes at you and and misunderstands your character, you get really confused. It hurts. It hurts. I take it personally.
0: Yeah. I also hate when people hate me, you know? Yeah. I'm like such a people pleaser, I think. Yeah. In a certain sense. Like, I just, I'm not, I'm so envious of people that are like, oh, screw them, move on. Like, I don't need them. <laughs> I'm like, I need you. Like, like <laughs> me, please. And I so badly wish I wasn't like that. And I'll go through these waves where I'm like, yeah, Danny, like, you don't need anybody. Like, you're, yeah. g- like, you're good on your own. And then, like, two minutes later, I'm like, please give me a pat on the back.
1: Yeah. How do, like, likes and views play into all of this?
0: I think it goes through – I go through phases, waves of caring and then not caring again. I think whenever I'm in a really good place in life, like, I'm hanging out with my friends. I have good family time. I'm well-balanced. I have my boundaries. I'm reading a lot. You know, I, I think those are the times I'm like, okay – you just just posting ghosts. You don't even look at it, and I'm good. If one picture does really well and one video flops, it is what it is. Move on. Tomorrow's a new day. But when I'm insecure and I'm coming from a bad, unhealthy place, <laughs> oh, it can throw off my whole day. Yeah. Isn't that sad? It's sad. And I really try to not let it. But, like, you guys, you know, like, sometimes my story views, especially with the algorithm changing, will, like, just, like, flop. And I'm like, okay, Everybody hates me today.
1: <laughs> well, it's like it's hard not to take it personally. That like because it is personal. Yeah, because you're like, oh my gosh, like this is a score that I have on how interesting I am that day yes. or how funny I am that day. And so, you know, it's been hard for our team and and me to coach you, Dani, of being like, hey, like this is like the algorithm. Like Mark Zuckerberg decided to change something today, and it has yeah. nothing to do with what you're putting out. But psychologically, it's like, what's that a uh, Pavlov? Pavlov. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, he clicked the button every time and the do- yeah. dog would get a treat. It's like, that's what story views do to creators, I think. Yes. Um, because it's this daily metric of saying like, oh, people are interested in me yes. today. Or, oh, people aren't interested. Positive in me aff-
0: today. affirmation. Yeah. When you have that affirmation, you're like, okay, I did well. I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. And it's, it can be addicting, honestly. Isn't that, that scary? I,
1: I think that that's your one metric that's the hardest for you to like. What? D- detach from is story views. Yeah. Of all of the metrics. Like, I think I've worked likes the hardest on that. Yeah, I think likes and comments and yeah. all that, it's kinda like whatever. Like I don't think you struggle with comparison that much in that sense. But like I feel story like views. story views. I know is I your meet metric. people, I'm like,
0: I wonder what their story views are. Yeah. There was one Cole Screenshot at one time his story views, his story views were like way over a million. No way. Yeah, he posted it on his story, so I'm not like sharing anything. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: I've never heard of that. That was
0: a, that was That's like unreal. a year ago too. So I don't know if they, he like screenshot it, you know, like whenever the number used to show up at the bottom, he like yeah. screenshotted it and um, yeah, there were over a million. That is it's pretty cool.
1: Quite unri- unreal. I know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So on the topic of like posting, do you ever feel like you forego your mental health and like taking care of yourself to post for your followers?
0: Do you feel like I do?
1: <laughs> Literally every day. <laughs> what do you mean not like i think that there are moments every day where you could prioritize your mental health over posting something and i think like
0: what give me an example
1: um
0: i don't know if i agree with this let me think though maybe if you give me an example uh,
1: maybe not are you saying you don't agree with every day yeah yeah, it's not. It's probably not every day. That was like that yeah, was that harsh. such a Jordan thing. To say. That was such a harsh you thing to say. You always
0: forego your mental health.
1: <laughs> no, I think there are like seasons where you know you're having um, you're having a bad day, right? And you're like, I have to. I, oh, yeah. I feel like I have to tell a story today, and you push through. But here's the weird thing about you is sometimes it makes you feel better. I know. Like sometimes it by you pushing through and like
0: <laughs> this reminds me of like the days that we were posting tons of outfits on Instagram and like secretly like behind the photo, like I'm like yelling at you and I'm like, the, uh, the lighting is so bad. Yeah. And then like I get on camera, I'm like, geez, smile, yeah. smile. Hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like, I look at them. I'm like, scoot over to the right. Like, I'm so mad. And then we're just like all <laughs> cheesy like such, Oh,
1: right. That reminds me of that. But it doesn't have, you're right. Every day was like too harsh of a statement. It, it does happen to where I, I feel like, Like, for example, if you were going through something and you needed to, like, take three days off or five days off, I don't think you would do
0: it. Because that would make me sadder. Right. That's what we're saying. I get that. No, but here's the thing. For me, if I'm not posting, then I'm probably going through something or I just need some time. Like, I think that, I don't think that I push through it every single time. I think that it's like sometimes I just am, am off for, like, three or four hours. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Three or four hours. <laughs> That's yeah, for me, if like I was going through something, I would take like a, a much longer break, but yeah. So like, okay, does everyone know that you're an Enneagram 3?
0: Hello, I'm an Enneagram 3.
1: So the Enneagram 3 is like the achiever. Mm. Um what is it like being on social media as an Enneagram 3?
0: What's it like being on social media as an Enneagram 3? It can be very challenging because there, there's always new ways to achieve. Like, there's, it never stops. Right. It's every day is, like, a new day. You can just keep going and going. And I love it, though. Like, I love it. I love having ideas and then making them happen and then putting them out there. I love creating the content. Like, it's just the perfect place for me, I feel like. I feel like I was destined to be here. <laughs> um. But no, I mean, I, um, I'm very thankful for this because I feel like it's just, it was made for me.
1: Right. But the dark side of an Enneagram three, every Enneagram has a dark side. Yeah. The dark side of an Enneagram three is that there's no amount of achievement. That's enough. Right. Yes. And so everyone around you in the creator space is also achieving. So don't you think that when it comes to like comparison or like, there's never a ceiling like you can't there, you can keep going. Right. So like, talk about that.
0: Well, it's, it's I think as a 3, it's really easy to find your identity in um That's it. Yeah, yeah it's my identity. Question, yeah. Like if you took this away from me, I don't know who I'd be anymore.
1: Do you really mean that?
0: Yeah. I mean, i figured out, I'm confident of that. Yeah. What was I saying?
1: So you were saying your identity, like you were talking about identity. Yes. In so this. the
0: reason it hurts me is because it's truly like what i love to do like out of everything that i've ever done in my life this is what i love the most i love connecting with people i love building this community i love like listening to them i just love making people laugh i love creating the content like it's just it's everything and so that i i do feel like i struggle with finding my identity in that finding my value in that and finding like my my I do find my purpose in it, but maybe too much value sometimes.
1: And here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people are going to misconstrue what you say. Okay. And they're going to take that and they're going to soundbiter or whatever. And they're going to say, Danny Austin finds her identity in social media. But I think it's no different than Tiger Woods finding his identity in golf or Michael Jordan finding his identity in basketball. Like it's, it's a craft and it's like something that you love to do. And I don't think people are going to be like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, like rain on them the way that you, they would rain on you for social media. It's just newer. Right. And so just clarifying that so that you don't get like, why did I say
0: something that made me sound bad?
1: (laughs) No, no, not at all. I just think that people, when people take like social media, like there's just like this whole other, nuance to it that they they perceive right Mm -hmm. and so like I think when you compare it to like an athlete finding their identity in the sport yeah compared to that it's like an easier delivery than like you saying like my identity is like me in social media
0: no and here's the thing I know that my identity is not like I know my identity is that's what I'm helping you out yeah like I know that it's not I'm just saying like I'm human and it's easy for me to think that way right but like I know I know who I am?
1: Yeah, and I think that you know, like, fame is not going to make you happy? Money's not going to make you happy. You know all those things already. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent. I'm not joking at all. I'm being dead. I'm being dead ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dead beep. <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> I have to believe that's funny. Um, okay, so uh, let's take a let's take a little bit of a pivot. Let's turn the turn the steering wheel right a little bit. Let's talk about like the difference in your. Relationships in your life. Okay.
0: Yeah. Let's so, talk about friends.
1: Let's talk about friends.
0: Yeah You have a lot of friends. You have a lot of paintball friends. You have a lot of work friends You have a lot of tech friends Yeah, you're just a, you're just so social. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm doing better this year. How are you doing though?
0: I'm like, you know I'm the type of gal that I have like five six good friends and I'm good It's hard for me to get out and like meet new new girls. I mean, I'm pretty happy We have a group text we hang out all the time um, one of our friends just had a baby. We're doing like a meal train for her right now. It's just like those are my six or seven that like I just dive deep
1: for. Yeah, you those, know that was a really good group for you to find. You needed that.
0: Oh, I just I, I put together. Yeah, I threw that group together. But then you
1: also have the the blogger friends.
0: Oh yeah, and I love my blogger friends. But those are like. Um, I love my blogger mommy friends in Dallas because we have so much fun and we relate to each other so much. Like we can say things, you know, those people that you can say things around that you just cannot say around other people. Right. Those are those friends. Even the blogger friends, I even feel like there's some things I would say around them that I wouldn't say to my other friends. Because then it's like, because we're all in the same space, it's like we can complain about things and not seem like petty or silly. And like, so it's just, it's just like hanging out with coworkers. It's like, you can complain about, you know, the bathrooms at the, at your Uh, office because it's like, you all get it. Right.
1: So what are some, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little juicy with this. Okay. What are some of the things that you feel you can complain about to your blogger friends that you couldn't complain about to your real life friends?
0: Um, like there's
1: i know you were struggling so hard. i know you want to say something i know i can't
0: <laughs> i can't say a lot like sometimes there's like brands like certain contacts at certain brands yeah. that will just like send you you know their emails are hard or right. whatever it is um events that we have to go to
1: yeah i think it's re- it's also like you guys all live a very specific lifestyle that mm-hmm. you can that most people from the outside looking in are like, oh my gosh, you haven't made. But no one sees behind the curtain of like how...
0: Well, we all get hate too.
1: Oh yeah, that's a great So example. we talked about
0: that. We, we all into Taylor Swift last night. And we're like, you know why we're all obsessed with Taylor Swift and like these certain songs? It's like these songs that are like, my reputation's never been worse. Yeah. You must like me for me. You know, it's like we're all talking about how like, you know big reputation or haters gonna hate shake it off like me and maddie nelson like we're like shake it off and i was like girl next time you get hate i'm gonna send you this song and she's like i'm gonna send you this song and we talk about like the hate that we get or this these like rumors and things that honestly if i talked about with like my friends they'd be like okay dude. my friends don't even like watch me on instagram you know do you think they don't no, I mean, some of them do, but, like, I don't blame them. Yeah. Like, I don't blame them. They, they, it's, they're, they're so, bit, they, yeah, I don't so know. It's so different, yeah. They, some, some of them do, some of them don't. Like, and I don't expect everyone to, like, no. you know.
1: Um, so, here's what I think people really want to know is, like, are the friends you friendships you have with bloggers is, like, a real friendship?
0: I'm someone that if you only want to talk about business and you're only going to, like, try to get information out or whatever, I will play that game, but I will put up a boundary and like, I won't go deep with you. So I'm like, okay, if you want to scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And this is like a working relationship or like a working friendship, kind of like coworkers Then I'm cool with that. But like, I'm not going to call you when I'm struggling with something or like confide in you or trust you in those ways. Um, But like, if I feel like a blogger friend is like willing to go there, like where they're going to have my back and like, I can go like deep with them then I'll go deep with them and I'll go there. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, but it's just all about sending setting boundaries
1: and everyone's different, right? So ever uh, some people might want to be like, Hey, I really want this to be a working relationship. Some bloggers are like, Hey, I really want to be like real friends, you yes. know, type of thing. And that's what I love about all my, expectations. My
0: Dallas bl- mommy blogger friends is like, yes, we talk about work, but we talk about so much outside of that, especially because we're all moms. And right. so. I remember whenever, you know, we all started hanging out, I learned so much from them, just how they kind of structure their lives or how they spend time with their kids or how they work. And then also parent, it's yeah. so helpful to hang out with other moms. Like in my friend group right now, there's only one girl that just had a baby, Shauna. And so there weren't a lot of moms for me to relate with, but that's why I like just so love and value my blogger mommy friends. Yeah.
1: The other thing I think is like helpful to clear up because I think it's like overall just healthier for the internet to realize is that I don't really think that there's any like beef or tea in anyone in your niche. Do you?
0: I mean, sometimes not with me, but there it's like, it's, it happens sometimes, but nothing like that. Yeah. I crazy. think that there's like, what
1: I'm saying is like, I think there's like a mutual respect amongst all of the.
0: bloggers and like
1: content creators that like no one's like really fighting it's like you might have like little tips here and there just like you do normal friends but there's like never any like major conflict that
0: there can be a lot of expectations put on friendships because everyone is so public and um i think a lot of times people try to read into things that aren't necessarily true right and it can honestly just create like more uh Drama or hype than needs to be like that, it becomes a bigger deal than it actually is I
1: feel like that's what's happening with like Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber. Yes. Right yes that's It's, like, it's like, like because
0: everyone's so invested Like it's making it so much bigger, but maybe Haley and Selena were like just chill doing their own thing like I yeah. I don't know I'm not gonna defend either one of them because honestly I see both sides in like I don't know. You're like trying not to get involved. Yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, I love Selena. Um, I don't know if Haley's real was actually like a mean girl. I just, I truly don't know. Um,
1: Do you ever feel competitive with friends?
0: I would say not with friends. Um, I'm very competitive with myself. And I love when friends can push me there. Like Ellie is really good at pushing me to be like the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And she'll call me out or she'll be like, you said we are going to run on Tuesday. Like I'm showing up at your door, you know? Yeah. And so I like friends that can, um, but to me, I love hanging out with friends that are more successful than me. I'm like, that's cool to me. Whenever I'm like, that's my girl. Like I like, you know, if someone were to surpass me or do this or that, I'm like, yes, like I, she chose to be friends with me and that's so cool. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way of, of looking at it is like, you want your friend group and you want your friends to succeed. Like that's so great.
1: I do think that that's your superpower. Like sometimes like, you know, I don't know if like I'm like that with other guys, but I think that like you, you genuinely do want people to be more successful around you.
0: And not to get like too much into like faith, but if you also look at like a lot of these girls that are influencing on the internet, a lot of them have similar faith as me and they're doing great things like for the Lord. And so we're actually on the same team. Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, they're influencing in such a positive way. And they're like maybe helping other people in their relationship with God. So like, why would I not sit behind the scenes and like root for her when we're all do that? That's the point of it all. So it's like, we're all, killing it in our own ways. And so we should support each other.
1: That's like, for me, that's, that's what's been like the great, like equalizer is like, whenever I do feel like I'm feeling more competitive, you know, with someone else who's also a believer, I always am like, Oh, that means I'm like, I care about, you know, this, that, or the other, like more than I care about them and their impact. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I do think that that's been a really good way for us to kind of balance things out.
0: Yeah. It just puts everything into perspective. It's like, yeah.
1: Have you lost any friends from social media?
0: Um, I wouldn't say lost friends. I've had to put up boundaries. Um, there are some like people like four or five years ago that, you know, you don't don't lose friends that you just kind of move on. Um, but
1: I saw this like viral clip the other day and it was like. It was like had like inspirational music, and it was like you got friends for a reason, you got <laughs> friends for a season, or you got friends for a lifetime. Those are like three categories. Yeah,
0: there's some friends that I've had for a season. There's no one that I look at, and you know what? Here's I will be honest. I had a friend that we went through a really hard time, and I put up some major bound major boundaries. This was years ago too, so if y'all are trying to make assumptions about things, it's probably not what you think. Nobody knows. Like who, it's fine. Um but there was a friend that we had a big falling out, but I would say with every single friend that I've had, like where something like that has happened, we've like reconciled. Yeah. Like I don't like having grudges. I don't hold grudges with people. I just want to move forward. And I hope the reason I don't hold grudges because I don't want people to hold grudges with me. And so when I mess up, like I would want that same grace given to me. I think there's, there's a difference between like those type of friends that are like willing to work on it. And then there's some people that are just like so toxic, like just like not good character. And those are the ones where I just put up the boundaries and move on. Yeah. Um. And you know something else that I cannot stand in friends that I feel like people have normalized or think it's okay is when people are like petty, you know, mm-hmm. or they're passive aggressive or they... um. You know, they're just not like mature enough to just confront you and tell you to your face. They go behind your back and tell other friends or they post things online or they make you feel bad because they're just not direct with you. They play games. I don't like that. Yeah. I like when people are direct with me, mature. You have a problem with me. Like call me out right then and there. Call me later that night and like let's work through it. It's just there's it. There's just no winning with like petty pettiness.
1: Do you experience this stuff? Because, like, I mean, I if yes, if we were I in do. our if we were in our mid twenties having this conversation, I'd be like, yeah, totally preach, Danny. But like, <laughs> I mean, we got two kids. Yeah, like we're hanging out around like thirty year olds. Like, I
0: don't no, people are girls can be petty. You don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know, and sometimes it's I like, guess I believe it, but yeah, girls can be petty.
1: What are some? Uh, let's leave us some advice. Like, what are some red flags you have in
0: friendships? In friendships. What um. I would see, like, how they treat, how they're, if they're talking about other girls to you and how they're talking about other people to you, they're talking about you behind your back as well. Yeah. If they're gossipy to you, then, and that's something, there was one run that Ellie and I went on and we gossiped the entire time. Like, and, you know, after that run, we both, like, texted each other and we're like, you know, I'm sorry. And, like, let's not make that a habit. And... Like we haven't since then, and sometimes it could just feel so good to like relate to someone and just be like, "Can't yeah. believe that she did that." And da, 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 da. but we were kind of just like talking about someone, and we shouldn't have been. And so, you know, afterwards, I think we both felt like pretty convicted, like pretty yucky about it, and we were like, "That's not who we are," and let's not do that again. And we and when, it was it was good to like set that boundary and be like, "That's let's let's not."
1: If there's like one sin that's like made my heart heaviest uh-huh. like the past like a year I would say it's gossip but, but even when we like give energy to, to a situation or a person that maybe was wrong to us like it's yeah. just like that's one of the the areas of like cutting it out of our lives has made it so much healthier I well, think yeah it's
0: like how do you how do you deal with a friend that comes in and like hurts you hurts your spouse and hurts your friends and like how how do you handle that in a mature way? Well, it's not going and talking about them behind their back. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing you should do. And just, so you know, it adds more fuel to the fire and it's really unhealthy. And so it is one of those things where it's like, when you have conflict with someone, it is, you have got to call them and just like talk to them one-on-one. Yeah. And don't talk about how they've hurt other people or what they've done. To the, how have they affected you? And, um, just ha- like being confrontational like that is so much healthier. Um, and I feel like too, it's like you just gain a lot of respect for people when they do that. It's like, hi, I love you. I value you. That's why I'm calling you right now. This is why I want to work through this conflict is because I care about you and I didn't want to go figure it out behind your back. Like I want to work through this. Here's how you hurt me. Yeah. You know, and having the strength or the guts to have that conversation. It's like, man, she has, she's got some guts. I
1: like that. I think that like we've just both seen the power of like reconciliation over so many different circumstances the yeah. past like year that we're just always like, hey, let's lean into that first and foremost because it's
0: yeah, if you're it like, feels so much better. It feels so much know? better. And like unless you're perfect, then like everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah. And you're not perfect because nobody is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, we've uh what have we covered here? I
0: feel like I've just rambled.
1: No, you've been like very wise.
0: Was I rambling a little bit? No. You didn't think so?
1: No, I thought this was like a this is like a fun episode because it was kind of just like a chit chat, you know? Yeah. Like we had like some things that we wanted to talk about, but <laughs> it was just like, man, like mainly just give Danny the mic and I'll go about. spit
0: on the mic. Mm-hmm. My name is Danny and I got no fanny but I'm the manny because I spit on the mic. <laughs> Yikes.
1: I went to a dinner last week, and it was like a bunch of like business guys, and then there was a freestyle rapper named Harry Mack there.
0: I wish, like in heaven, I think I am gonna be a freestyle rapper. That's like the coolest job ever.
1: Anyway, he was talking about his process of freestyle rapping. Oh, and what it's, is it? So he, so you'll love this. He, his whole show, he put, performed at the House of Blues. His whole show was basically like the audience will give him words, and then he has to build those words into a freestyle. Mm-hmm, I've seen it, and so he's been using Chat GPT. Chat GDP. GDP. Is it
0: GDP? GTP, uh, anyway, whatever.
1: Um, G- to uh come up with like words and like help him in his process of freestyling. Cool, which is cool. But, but so,
0: like, what, like, okay, so how does a freestyle rapper, like, if you give him a word, let's just say it's yikes, yeah. yike, okay, is yike a word?
1: I think it's like a. I think it's a muscle. Like, I think that you so can then practice. In, in and his get head, is
0: he like okay, spike?
1: Yeah, but very Mike. fast, like in real time. He's like Mike. like connecting dots. It's like it's like putting together a puzzle in real time. He said.
0: So they have to be like really smart geniuses.
1: He talked about that, and he said that that's sometimes a misconception. He said that's he said it's more of like an art than it is like an intelligence thing.
0: I beg to differ.
1: Yeah, I mean call him Harry. He was gonna come over. I was like, oh, man, my wife would love you and, But I was like, that's so random.
0: <laughs> no, I feel like that would have been the best content. Honestly, I was just really I know tired. I sent him I
1: sent him that rap. You did that one time
0: oh, yeah, Best feeding
1: he didn't yeah, he didn't he didn't say much. He did it. <laughs> no, no comment. Really? No, but I'm sure he was saying like, wow, she's good. He was probably intimidated. (laughs) That's honestly, that sounds about right.
0: Well, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Sorry we got a little deep on y'all. Feel free to give us a review on Apple and then you can also rate us on Spotify and we are streaming on all platforms. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next week.